Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It is our Tuesday edition. The Australian Trotting Grand Prix is on this weekend. And it's uh, been an amazing race across the journey. Sundon's Gift won four in a row and then ran second uh, after the four wins to I Didn't Do It. It's an amazing record, isn't it? Uh, the gate to be in is gate four. Six winners from gate four. That's the gate Call Me The Breeze is from. Gate three is the second best gate with four winners from gate three. So 45% of winners of the Australian Trotting Grand Prix have come from gates three and four. It's intriguing stat that. And the same, 45% of winners have been favourites. And uh, there's been some great winners across the journey. It really is a who's who since the year 2000 with Kukaracha. Take a moment. Something about Maori. Uh, gold and gold for Michael Murray. If you remember, Michael, if you're around then, a touch of flair, Sundon's gift with his four. I didn't do it. Vulcan, Stent, Keystone Dell, Tornado Valley, Dance Craze, Majestic Man pinched one. Um, Majestuoso two years ago, and he shoots for his second win in it and becoming the third horse to have multiple wins. And Just Believe, who shoots four back-to-back and, of course, looks to become the third horse with multiple wins and... Imagine he won four in a row like Sundon's Gift. I think we forget about Sundon's Gift when we talk about absolute champions. He really was. Two Inter Dominions and four, four Australian trotting Grand Prix. Staggering, really. And he had a trip to Europe for the uh, Elite Lop as well. Darren Carroll tips tonight. Race two, number two, Emily Vincent for Aaron Code and Luke Dunn. Surely, five, $5? Nah, you wouldn't get, hang on. I'm on harness.org and it says $5. It, it, it's, it's, Darren, please tell me it's not $5. Today's harness, Mildura, race two, number two, Emily Vincent, $4 and $1.60. Expect it to go really well tonight. It's had that first up uh, run uh, where it ran fifth at Globe Derby. It went with two stable mates. He had a pretty good night. He got a winner and a placing. And uh, Emily Vincent second up on the small track at Mildura, 21.90. If it gets across Tack Fergie, which I think it will, it'll be very, very hard to beat in that race. And race nine, number one, social rider for Andrew Voslick and Michelle Phillips. And no doubt Darren thinking this horse will lead. Uh, it's a $3.20 chance. Taking on the seven pet kitty, who Big Cat tipped, of course. Big Cat, pet kitty, there's a bit going on there, isn't there? At $2.50 and $1.30. So social rider for DC, I think it'll have the gate speed to lead, I'd imagine. It led and won two starts back at Mildura in 227 by 18 metres. And Michelle is pretty clever. She's got the main danger, Jack Law and pet kitty on her back. And I'd imagine she'll try and control that and control that tempo over the last 600 to about the 300. And then she might try and pinch a break on uh, 
she'll either pinch a break on Pet Kitty or she holds the horse back to keep Pet Kitty uh, on a, on its back. If Pet Kitty's on its back, she holds it back. And if Pet Kitty's back off the peg somewhere, she'll try and pinch a break. Be very, very interesting. And Darren's just uh, sending something through as we speak. Let's get hold of Tony Peacock. He's got an intriguing runner in Illawong Stardust. She's a mare that um, I think's got... Uh, <laughs> Darren says summed up perfectly. Thank you, Darren. She's an intriguing mare, Illawong Stardust. Uh, I think she's going... She, she just feels like she's building towards something as Tony Peacock is... a about to join us and here is Tony. Tony, firstly mate, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Yeah, good mate, just two seconds, can you give me one minute, I'm just parking the water truck up. Yeah, alright, you park the water truck up and I'll relive a memory, I've actually got a picture of, uh, oh well, my mum has a picture of Tony Peacock on the wall at home, which sounds really strange when you hear it like that, but he was running second to one of our horses which is uh, going to bring back a uh, probably a frustrating memory because he protested against us uh, and we won the protest as well uh, as Tony parks the water truck up. Well, I assume that's the water truck uh, on his track. Uh, which, one did I, um, which one did I protest over? Ah, right, you're with us. Uh, it was a horse called the Alamo in the Bendigo Guineas. Run wide or something. Teddy Demler, wasn't it? Yeah, Teddy pushed. Teddy Demler beat me, I think. Teddy beat you, pushed you up the track with a horse called he Late. Pushed me up the track on the outside. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. They, um. Yeah. He had one of his good horses. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was a horse. Horse my dad's and my mum's called Late Brewster, who won the race. And oh yeah, good horse. Yeah, good horse. Yeah. He was yeah. and. Uh, you're, we've got the photo on the wall and all we can see, black and gold, I reckon your colours were then. Yeah, black and gold horseshoes, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And all we can see is you there and um, with a filthy look in your face thinking, I'm going to protest <laughs> and get this. Uh, well, He's, fair enough. They, they broke the track record that night and still stands today. Oh, he was a very good horse, the Alamo. Mm, he was a good horse. Uh, well, anyway. a chance to buy him or, or um, Franco Ice. Yeah. Um, I, Frank always had a lot of problems, and Mark Purden talked me out of him. He said, oh, he's got too many problems, and he'd had him on a, on a trial for a month or something, you know? Or yeah. Whatever. Anyway, it was always sort of, but that was just the way he went. I actually drove him up at Kumiu, and he was a big, awkward going fella, but it turned out, well, Brian told me, Brian Gaff had him quite, he said he was an absolute champion, you know? Yeah. But the Alamo was pretty good. He was pretty good, the element. Franco Ice, yeah, he was cruel with injury, wasn't he? But I don't think we ever yeah. saw the best of him. No, definitely. That's right. Yeah. Well, there's a story for another day, isn't there? And yeah, absolutely, yeah. He went gold on another. The story about the Alamo. I remember yeah. when, when I lined him up first up, was it at Ballarat on the old track? Yeah. And one of my fellas had, he had 40 grand on him to win. Yeah. And I was going around the field. And he was sort of big. He had he hadn't had a lot of experience, and he was sort of labelling. And I give him a tap up, and, a, and he just dropped into overdrive. And I thought, God, I'm going to the front. Went to go to the front, and he went off stride. Yeah. He went in a mad gallop, gallop toward the outside fence. And I just all I could do was think I was going over the fence. And I got him settled at the tail again, and he went around him and still got up and won by a neck or something. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got the race up here. Yeah, broke. Warning issued. Yeah. 
a dollar twenty-five. He was, and you beat a maiden I field. I, I don't know. I can say it. And I tweeted yesterday forty grand on him to win. <laughs> yeah, well, you've said it now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was nineteen ninety. That was a lot of money back then. Yeah, I'll never forget. There's a bloke. There was a scrimmage at the gate, and 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 there was horses dragging. And that I remember poor John Armstrong. I don't know if he's still with us or not. He he'd had a wooden leg. And I'm thinking his leg's going to fall off and I'm going to jump his leg and it's going to put me out of the race, you know. And I, that's all I'm thinking as I'm weaving through the field, you know. And I was that relieved to get through. Yeah. And and then I settled and then they slowed right up and I went to go around him and he wasn't getting... I was just going to go quietly to the death, but he was going nowhere. And I gave him a tap up but he dropped into overdrive and that's when he sort of... He didn't yeah. really know how to race and yeah, yeah. long hobbles and he went off stride. Yeah, yeah. Broken, busted. Uh, the driver yeah. got four weeks and John Armstrong uh, got tipped out of the car. Yeah, and I was following John Armstrong, and all I'm thinking, poor old John, I thought his leg's going to come off, and that's going to bring me undone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that. I'm thinking, oh, what a way to get beat, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was a hell of an effort. It was a hell of an effort, the Alamo, to win, because it, I dropped out and tailed off with a round to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nerves, knowing that money's on. <laughs> What's that? And the nerves, when you know there's that sort of oh, money riding on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope... So, don't tell me you're having 40 grand on Illawong Starter Saturday night. No. <laughs> no. Has the field's done? Yeah, the fields are yeah, done. Where did she draw? All right. She drew. I'll just get it up. It was about four. Yeah, gate four. She's drawn. Queen of Light is in seven. There's something about her, this prep. I just think she's been a bit better and she's been building through yeah. the preparation. We we had it going really good. Like we we really believe she was unlucky in the end of the minion. Brian believes if he'd have got out the top of the straight at an angle, he probably was going to be the winner. Yeah. She, she was squeezed up and had nowhere to go. And I left her with Luke McCarthy, and she she ran a good race next week. She won, and then the next week she dropped out. She dropped out with a round to go and tailed off. Hmm. And we've never been able to get her right. And um, anyway, she she just turned the corner now. But look, we we. We've moved properties. We got flooded out. It's been a real checkered career, you know, like the last year. Yeah. I've got a, I think I've got a new knee in. And, um, but she does. We've got a new track. We've, we've set up a new place here. I've still got property New South, but I've set up a place at Calamba, 60 acres. Yep. Just put in the 1,000-metre track and um, just setting it up. So um, so she's sort of back on a normal routine again. So. So between her having a bit of a bad time, your knee, and getting flooded out, you had a pretty ordinary 2023 oh, by the sounds of it. Worse, worse than that, yeah, it's been worse than that, but anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So is she the only horse you're working, or you got a few others? I've got about 20. I own 80 horses. Yeah. And I, long story, how I, I had 200. I went into business with a fellow, and he was a delinquent, and, and I, I had to pay all his debts, I guaranteed him. And uh, and it's just taken me five years to get sorted out again. I broke my neck in two seventeen. Yeah. Um, and uh, that put me out of business for a couple of years. And um, but anyway, I've got I've got a lot of nice young horses coming through. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. you're not doing them all by yourself, I hope. I've got we've got I've got a partner. She's very you know she's good. She never stops working. Yep. And we've we've got different new people just starting to come now and give us a bit of a hand. So those young ones, plenty of two-year-olds that we'll see later in the I year? Got, I've only got, oh, look, I've got 14 two-year-old fillies I haven't broken in. They're, yeah. they're ready to be broken in. I've got about six or eight boys. There's a lot of four-year-olds that have never been tried, really well-bred. 
um, because of a bit of circumstances, they were tied up in a dispute. Yep, yep. But they're all they're all ready to go now. So, so could we in the next five years see Tony Peacock get back to where you've been at the top of your game? Oh, look, I think so. I haven't trained, to be honest with you. I haven't trained horses. I've just been sorting out these problems I've had. Yeah. Um, and um, they're pretty much going to be behind me, and it's cost me a lot, a lot of money. But we've we've we come out of the farm pretty good. We we got good money for a couple of farms. Yep. And uh, but I, I just like the horses have been in limbo. And um, but yeah, no, we've got a lot of lot of nice young horses, like all by the best size. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, no, you you know, I've got I've got a few nice horses. So we've sent a few away on leash. We've had a couple of Tassie been going not too bad. And uh, we've got we've farmed a few out here and there. But we've probably got we've got twenty that we're just getting organised now. And I think we've got a couple of very, very good ones. Sold so, a few recently. So going back in it earlier in the month with Illawong Stardust, it was only a standard sort of race at Bendigo. It wasn't a $100,000 race or anything. But how important was that to you after everything you've been through oh, lately? Look, I was so happy that a, a race before that at um, Shepparton yeah. was really promising. She started to get home good late. Yeah. And then Shannon thought she felt much, much better at Bendigo. And she got, you know, she come wide and hard. And then the next one, we weren't disappointed in it. It was like she just didn't, she didn't have any luck. You know, she was like yep. a run 27 home and she was starting to make ground. She probably, you know, maybe should have got going a bit earlier, maybe. You know, that, that's what we think. We think she's back, getting back to where she was. She had some high gate speed, I remember, but I haven't seen it for some time. She, she, she definitely got it, yeah. Um, I, I think <laughs> Shannon decided that, you know, to, to, you know, drive it sort of conservative, but I think she was ready to burst out and do a bit, you know. So Saturday night, yeah, no, we might see her at her best. I've got a funny feeling oh, I we might see her at her I best. I think so. Look, you can use her a bit. She's quite strong. But, I, no, look, I've got to say I couldn't be happy with her at the moment. And how much would Saturday, a win Saturday night mean if you could, you know, really? Oh, well, every win every win means a lot, you know. But, I mean, it's so good. Look, Martin Martin Hartnett, he's yeah. a widow and family owner. And Martin was my greatest friend for over 40 years. And and it's it's so good for that family. They'll all be there Saturday night. It'd be just be wonderful if we could have some luck for them. Certainly would be Tony. And you've been through a bit, but uh, there's been some good times. Some and there's been some highs and lows in harness racing, oh, and that's how it is, isn't it? Yep, that sure is. Yep. And uh, I'll I'll um I'll get a photo of the Alamo on the wall at home for you and send it through yeah, just to antagonise you. I remember that Teddy. Teddy run me right off the track. It was the horse, not Teddy. He did it all through a two and three year old. That horse. He was a bugger oh, for right it. Righto, righto. And then he. Yeah, well, he was a good horse. I remember that horse well. Ah, uh, he won four in town in I don't know two or three months and broke down. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good horse. Mm. Anyway, we. Yeah. They come and go, Tony. Best of luck on yeah. Saturday night, mate. After Thank you very much. Good talking to you. After hearing all that, there'll be a lot of people cheering for you and, and the Hartnett family. Thank you very much. There's Tony Peacock with Illawong Stardust on Saturday night. $26 and $3.94. Queen Elida, $1.55. But off the back of that, if you want to have a little small investment on something at a bit of value on Saturday night, it'll be Illawong Stardust is the one. I'll just get the, the race up for you so you know exactly. Race five, number four, Illawong Stardust. At a bit of value for Tony Peacock and Shannon O'Sullivan. Let's clear a commitment. The 12.30 news. Andy Gath still to come in the next half an hour.